firm offers. All right, hello there, my frustrated, stressed out, and burned out home buyers or would be buyers if we could actually get an offer accepted. So, what is the number one stressor in the home buying process? Is it 15 minute showings at 6 a.m.? The general lack of anything to look at? The fact that we are given no time for appraisal, inspection, or any kind of financing clause whatsoever? Quick side note when you're putting in a condition or a subject, don't make it subject to financing or on condition of financing. Make it subject to financing satisfactory to the buyer. Subject to an appraisal satisfactory to the buyer on condition of an inspection satisfactory to the buyer. Though satisfactory to the buyer, that's from a lawsuit from a few years back. That's a key little footnote in that clause. Look, what is the stressor though? Maybe it's the 23 other offers that are gonna go in at 5 p.m. today or at midnight, midnight. Like really, because midnight seems like a prudent time to make the most important decision of your life. Why, why this midnight thing happens, I don't know. Maybe, but here's the thing. Given what I've learned over a 10 year period, being the face and the voice of 1,695 successfully approved mortgages, there's one aspect of what is happening in nearly every market across the country that truly blows my mind. And it's the fact that we are still allowed and frankly, heavily pressured into, and I don't mean pressured by realtors, I'm not, I'm not playing the blame game here. I mean, market pressures, market pressures. We're pressured into writing a binding contract to purchase a property we really don't know much about. A property we hope that a lender is gonna finance, even though most of us really know next to nothing about the actual mortgage finance process. And a lot of us haven't gotten a mortgage in ever or in the past 5, 10, 15 years. And let me tell you, things have changed a lot in mortgage world in the last three months, six months, 12 months. In fact, I had a conversation recently with a, a broker who was telling me that they had documented 168 material changes to mortgage qualification rules since 2008. 168. Like the goalposts are just constantly moving. And I mean, they're not just getting a little wider or narrower. They're like, they're shooting off in all directions. It's quite the market. So yeah, like I said, oh, sorry, wait, what's that? The bank said you were approved, you're pre-approved? Um, yeah, about that. Did that happen in 60 seconds? All right, because guess what? Like nothing happened at all, okay? There's no pre-approval in 60 seconds. Take the word pre-approval out of your mind, throw that away. You maybe have a rate hold. Maybe, that's it. And you maybe don't even have that much because the bank hasn't looked at the property. They don't know what the property is gonna be. And you may be wonderful. You may be wonderful, but the property matters a lot. For instance, is it age restricted, i.e. 55 plus? Why would you wanna live with a bunch of grumpy old people? Okay, I'm nearing that age myself, but even I wouldn't wanna go live with a bunch of 55 plus people. And here's the thing, a whole bunch of people don't. So they're a tougher property to market. So lenders don't like to lend on age-restricted properties, on co-ops. They don't like properties on city lease land. They don't like properties on First Nations land. They don't like properties on crown land. Don't worry, it's like equal opportunity. The city, the First Nations, the government, doesn't matter. They want you to own the land, boat access only. Like these are all big, big, big problems, especially if you've written a firm binding contract on such a property. And here's the thing, unless someone actually ran your credit report, reviewed it in detail, collected all the related income documents, like a job letter, pay stub, T4s, notice of assessments for the last two years, they really haven't done the job properly. They, they, they just haven't done that. I lost the page where I was. They haven't really done the first half 
of the job, all right? The down payment, for instance, the origins of that money matter more now than ever before, not just because there's countries on a sanctions list that that money better not be coming from, but because there's other countries that maybe the money didn't start there, it started in one of those other countries. And there's all kinds of different things. For instance, yes, down payment often can be gifted, not for a rental property, sometimes not for a second home, for an owner-occupied, but it's got to be gifted from a directly related family member. And what does that mean? Well, with some lenders, that means not your spouse, which is an interesting twist. Maybe not a cousin. It can't come from a lifelong friend, and it can't come from your amazing boss who just wants to help you get in the market. Those will all be considered loans. And that's a whole nother kind of problem because then you get into qualification. Oh, but they're not going to charge me any interest and I don't have to pay them back until I sell the property. Still called a loan, still got to put some kind of payment in there and it still blows up the file in a lot of cases. So what seems simple to you and I is not always so simple to the heavily regulated financial institution, right? They are scrutinized, they're under electron microscopes, the regulators are watching them like a hawk. So even with all the documents reviewed in advance, you're still not qualified or pre-qualified, not for financing, not really, you're really not. And anyone telling you that you are 100% okay to go write a subject-free, condition-free, firm, clean offer on a property, well, they're just not being fair to you at all. They're likely just telling you what you want to hear. So before you write a subject-free, condition-free, firm offer, let's consider a few things. First and foremost, there's never been a better time to unload a problem property. Now, what am I talking about there? Cracked foundation, that exists everywhere. No foundation, that's in New Westminster. It's on pilings, on pilings. Hay bale foundation, yeah, that's you, Alberta. You have hay bale foundation homes there. Oil tank in the front yard, that's Vancouver. Bodies buried in the backyard. No, really, that, that's you, Guelph, Ontario. It was a family grave plot. It was, you know, historic. It wasn't anything weird, don't worry. But guess what? Lenders don't like bodies buried in the backyard. That's a problem to resell that property down the road. They don't like that. Floodplain, unrepaired flood damage, unrepaired covered up fire damage, insect damage, pest damage, infestations, haunted. That's apparently a thing. Former grow up, former meth lob, former meth lab, active grow up. Hey man, it's legal now, what's the problem? It's a problem, all right? We don't want plants growing in the basement of any kind. They don't want to see indoor tomato plants growing, okay? Let alone, you know, pot plants. Active meth lab, like, okay, I'm kind of joking, but hey, with no showings and no appraisal and no inspection, you may just wind up going down there and finding one heck of a home chemistry set in the basement of the home you just bought. And you now have a contaminated chemical cleanup scene asbestos in the basement while we're down there. Lead pipes, oh wait, you replace the lead pipes, great. Wait, with poly B? And like you're, going, you're sitting there going, what's poly B? Knob and tube wiring, aluminum wiring, it just goes on, vermiculite insulation in the attic. Oh wait, what's that? You've got a property with all of the above? No problem. These things once were a problem, but guess what? No more. Now such homes sell in bidding wars, not for thousands or tens of thousands over ask. It'll sell for a hundred thousand over ask and nobody cares. Come on. To people who haven't even set foot inside them, this is madness. You do not want to be buying one of these homes. And if your belief, as I say, is that you're pre-approved, worst word ever in the English language when it comes to finance, to buy whatever you want, well, that is a dangerous thing. You are 100% not approved for anything that pops up from the list I just rattled off, among dozens more issues that can arise. Let's take strata properties, you know, condos and apartments. 
pending litigation, water ingress, building envelope issues, a leaking parkade, a puddle in the parkade mentioned in the minutes can collapse the financing. That's all it takes. Skyrocketing insurance premiums, which are then pushing up the condo fees, which suddenly create qualification issues. Did you realize a $400 a month condo fee cancels out $20,000 of your income, cancels out $100,000 worth of mortgage money. So if that condo fee in the middle of everything you've got going on suddenly goes from 400 to 600, that's 10,000 of your income gone. That's 50,000 of mortgage money gone. You may have a problem. So better yet, add into the mix that you're buying with less than 20% down. That means you must occupy the property. It's got to be an owner-occupied property if you're putting less than 20% down. And I mean, you need to owner-occupy it from day one. You need vacant possession, which in some provinces you can't get anymore because a landlord can't actually evict a tenant just because they're listing the property for sale, just because they're selling the property even. That tenant has rights, good on them. They should have rights. Hey, who needs to get disrupted just because the landlord wants to sell the place? You've got a 12 month lease, that lease should be honored. Absolutely, I, I, I'm with you. So the tenants have the rights, rightly so, but that may well mean for you buying that tenanted property with three months, six months, nine months left on the lease, you're not going to get the financing you want. You're not going to get it because that property is now viewed as a rental property because there's a person in it renting it. So that's a real, real big problem. And that pops up every single week in the BC market. It, it really does. So lenders, they used to underwrite. They used to do the full meal deal, the research on a pre-approval, but they don't anymore. And why don't they? Because all they could do is approve you. And then you brought them one of these crazy kooky properties. And then there was a whole argument, but you said I was pre-approved. So now it's really just a rate hold. That's all you're getting. And here's the thing. The lender can't do it. I mean, you've got less than 20% down. You don't have 33 lenders to save the day. You've got just three mortgage insurers because you need a mortgage insurer to back your mortgage when there's less than 20% down. You've got CMHC, Sagan, Sagan, sorry, Phonetics, Canada Guarantee. And really CMHC is the odd one out because they've got their own super tight rules because they thought they needed to tighten everything up because the market was gonna collapse and implode. And you know, they, they had all their doom and gloom stuff a year ago. And even though it clearly hasn't collapsed and imploded, uh, they still wanna tighten up and you know, demand side economics. Anyway, that's a rant for another time. So this is a huge risk. You've really got two, maybe three insurers to approve this property, not 33 different lenders. So you're saying yes, when you have no idea whether the lender and the insurer will also say yes. Your broker can't tell you because the lender and the insurer will not underwrite the file in advance. So again, why won't they do that? Why won't they just underwrite the file in advance and tell you that you're gonna be okay? Well, because there's no staff or time to do that. There just isn't. There's 23 other, proper, other people writing an offer on the same property, which means we would be doing the job 22 times for no reason. It's impossible to underwrite for 23 different people on the same property. There just isn't enough time in the day or enough staff in the industry. And when I say enough staff in the industry, January and February of 2021 showed a 91% year over year increase in overall volume of mortgage transactions. The system is maxed out, maxed out. So again, to be clear, there are no guarantees in real estate. It's buyer beware be cautioned of these risks and more when writing a binding and unconditional real estate offer. Even if there's no other way to get the property, you know what? It may just be worth 
taking a pause, taking a beat, backing away, because there's no guarantee the appraisal will match the price paid. And then you need the cash to cover the shortfall. What's that? Your realtor says in 40 years of history, they've never seen an appraisal not come in. Okay, fine. Ask that realtor in the 40 years of history, how many times have they seen $900,000 homes sell for 1.3 million? That's just not normal. And like I say, the cash to cover the shortfall cannot be borrowed in most instances because any more debt messes up the ratios for your approval. Further, it also begs the question as to whether the first uh, mortgage lender is going to accept a second mortgage on the property at the time of closing. Many will not. Many will only accept them being on title. They're not willing to share your title with another lender. So ultimately, this brings us to the key question here, and I'm getting near the end. In a world where we have so many different laws, in a country where we have so many laws designed to protect consumers from ourselves, we have to wear a seatbelt, you know, when we drive down the road, we gotta wear a helmet when we pedal a bike, we're supposed to obey speed limits, we're supposed to stop at red lights. Why is there zero consumer protection with the single largest purchase you will make in your life? Why? Oh wait, caveat, unless it's a new build, in which case you have five to 10 days, depending on the province, cooling off period, five to 10 days to go get your financing, to have the lawyer look at the contract. Of course, what do most people do with that new build contract? Nothing, nothing. Not only do they not take it to a real estate lawyer for review, they don't even read the contract themselves. And some of the clauses in there, I'm not gonna go into it, but there are some kooky clauses that will get buried in those contracts from new builds. So they're very risky. And why else are they risky? Well, because your broker, your banker can't actually give you an approval on the new build because it's not closing for a year or two years. We can only go four months out for the most part. So when it's closing two years from now, even if they give you an approval, the government can still change the rules as they have multiple times. And in particular in 2016, in 2016, pardon me, and again in 2018, when they brought the stress test in, that applied to people who were closing six months later on a contract they'd entered two years earlier when there was no stress test, they were not grandfather claused in. So new build stuff also got its own collection of risks, but at least you get a cooling off period. At least you get a chance to, to think about it. So like I say, it's a little bit crazy the way a lot of this plays out. So always, always read the contracts and try and put some kind of condition or subject in there because no matter what the lender all lenders reserve the right to pull financing, frankly, up to and including the day of completion. So even when you have that condition in there, that's a whole nother story of the crazy things that people will do a week or two out before the closing, like quitting their job, quitting their job, you know, or going and leasing two new trucks or going to the don't pay until May furniture sale and financing furniture. And that shows up on the credit bureau. The lender pulls a credit bureau the week before closing, the day before closing, and all your ratios are out of whack. So as I've often said, you know, financing a property, it's a little more complex than whipping up a latte. And once you get that financing in place, you kind of want to, it's like posing for a picture. You sort of suck in your gut and you stand on your tippy toes and you smile really big and you hold it until completion, until the money hits the bank. That's what it boils down to. So look, often we are our own worst enemies. And right now in this market, a mess. This market is a mess created by all levels of government that have continued to hamstring supply and focus on fake problems, on completely made up problems like foreign buyers and you know, totally ignoring the basic stats on new household formation within Canada due in part to immigration and in part because 
humans like to pair bond, and then when they pair bond, they tend to multiply. This is what happens. And also, we have an increasing number of people in Canada living alone. There's 4 million single-person households. That's a lot of people purchasing property to live in alone. And here we are, writing condition-free offers with zero guarantee we're going to be approved for the financing. And like I just said, mortgage financing, it's a tad more complex than whipping up a latte. It takes a lot longer than 60 seconds to give you a true, meaningful answer. Let's not forget as well, on top of all of that, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody is working remotely. The whole banking system one year ago, 53 weeks ago, basically overnight turned on a dime and everybody started working from home. And they're working to the max. I mean, we have had 40-year record highs in the mortgage space, in the real estate space, for about seven months running. And it's not easing up. And it's not going to ease up this year. Last year, everybody was worried about surviving the year. This year, we're just worried about enduring. I mean, again, again, it's a different type of survival at this point. So everybody's already running to maximum capacity. Everybody's dancing as fast as they can. And it's just arguably unsustainable but somehow we're gonna sustain it. And the government is nowhere in sight with any kind of useful policies to help protect you, the home buyer. You and I are left to roll the dice and it's a very, very big roll, especially if you're purchasing anything other than plain vanilla. If the property you are looking at has sprinkles or has a cherry on top, the lender may be allergic to sprinkles and maybe be convinced that that cherry, that maraschino cherry causes cancer because, you know, that's a thing. That's a, a thing that you hear out there. So ask questions, ask lots of questions and put a condition in there somewhere. We've got to start putting conditions in there somewhere. But at the end of the day, hey, this is real estate. Nothing to see here. Move along. Thank you.